8. What do we say about it? Romans, Romans the 8th chapter, one, one book, one chapter, one verse. Father, we thank you, Lord, as we open the word of God, because we realize that we don't stand alone. You're with us. Yes. We ask that as we open this word, that as it's communicated to us, that we understand what thus saith the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans, the 8th chapter, the 8th chapter, verse 28. One book, one chapter, one verse. And you know it well by heart. And we know that all things work together to, for good to them that what? Love God. And to them who are the called according to his purpose. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. You may be seated, brothers and sisters, in our Lord. And we know <laughs> that all things do what, everybody? Work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And looking at this book just briefly, Paul writes this letter from Corinth in the spring of A.D. 57. And he's writing to a Gentile audience and this is his third missionary journey that he's made and he's preparing to send this letter to the Roman church intending to visit them very soon. However, we discovered in the study of this word, his primary focus of this whole book of Romans is the basic gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's to help build up the believers in their knowledge and faith to encourage this mixed group of Jews and Gentiles to work together for good in one body. Yeah. Because sometimes, brothers and sisters, let the truth be told, trying to work with other people that are not of a part of your culturalistic background, you tend to look down on them as they small. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm just trying to tell the truth in Jesus. We look down upon them as if they're small. But God wants us all to do what? Work together. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Another factor that Paul here in the beginning of this thing, another factor is the reason why he wrote this book is to educate believers in the basic doctrines relating to salvation. Now, this also stems from the immediate context because when you look at the up above verses, above verse 28 of Romans 8, it's talking about living a victorious life yeah. through the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We don't talk much about the third person of the Godhead, the Ruach, Yahweh, and the Adventist Church. I don't know why. That's not my thing today. But we're talking about how God can be the overcomer. Yeah. And I just want to add a tag onto this message entitled, It's Working. It's Working. It's Working. We often look at this text, brothers and sisters, it's mentioned many different ways and, and when times of trouble come and times of trial will approach and times of suffering. But most of all, we look at this text the majority of the time when tragedy shows up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. We often heard this text when something has gone wrong in relationship paradise. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This text comes to mind when we have heard of a tragedy in the world that causes our hearts to respond in the Lord have mercy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The injustice in and around our nation uh, where oftentimes we catch glimpses of the demoralization of this nation, we often quote this text. Yeah. When we're at the doctor's office mm -hmm. and we receive that news yeah. that we hear that we don't want to hear, we tend to go to this text. And then one that's very, very familiar with us yeah. 
times when it comes, we find ourselves on our best day, yeah, yeah. walking into a meeting, and we hear it said, well, we, uh, we're going to have to cut spending in so-and-so's department, yeah. and we have to start where we last hired. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to start with you. Mm. And you hear those words, that you have to understand, well, and we know <laughs> yeah, yeah. that all things, what everybody, work together. But looking at these episodes of life, one is inclined to resort to being disappointed or going into despondency or even despair. However, as looking at this scriptural background, this verse starts off with a conjunction. Look in your Bible, and it's on the screen. It starts off with a conjunction, and. And this verse starts off like this because it was a springboard before a whole bunch of other stuff came here. Are you with me today? So Paul, at the beginning of the book of chapter 8 of Romans, he deals with just a little bit about this, talking about condemnation. Are you with me? Yeah. So in helping us to understand the subject of condemnation in connection with verse 28, we have to go back to verse 1 and 2 of Romans 8. And this is what he tells us. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, yes, not to those who walk after the flesh, but those who walk after the spirit. Yeah, yeah. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus yeah. has made me free yeah. from the law of sin yeah. and death. Yeah. So Paul has to remind us, yeah. Yeah. even though we see things and it's working, we have to go back and consider, I'm no longer condemned. <laughs> we have to build our confidence as a people that are not condemned. The biggest condemnation to Christians today comes from within our minds. People ain't studying you right there unless you have something to offer them. Oh, I know I just said something to us. People don't care much about you unless you have something to offer them. So Paul reminds us that his spirit has taken over and we're free from the law of sin and death as long as we walk in the spirit. Are you listening to me today? God's spirit has freed us from what we used to hold on to that made us captive, that made us confined, that kept us caged and kept us imprisoned. God has freed us. We just have to learn how to walk in that freedom. We have to be... We just have to learn that we're no longer in prison because today you are free in Christ Jesus. Well, he also writes, talking about Paul, he also writes not only about his dealings with the subject of condemnation, but in perusing the book of Romans, brothers and sisters, in perusing this book, you'll also discover that there is victory in the word through justification. Are you with me today, saints? Well, since we've been justified, since I'm no longer condemned, I have to understand as a sinner being saved by grace, and you have to understand as a sinner being saved by grace, how can a sinner become justified? Mm -hmm. Those are questions that we have to ask the Bible. We have to go back to chapter 1 of Romans and look at verse 16 and 17. I know this is a teaching this morning, but you've got to get this. In chapter 1, in perusing the book, how can I become justified? Paul says these words. Look at verse 16. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news about Jesus and what he did on Calvary's cross in order to save me from sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to what? Everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But get this when he talks about justification, verse 17. He says, for therein is the righteousness of God, done what, everybody? Revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you mean I don't need to be, I don't need to do penance anymore? Amen. Are you listening to me, brothers yeah, and sisters? Right. I don't need to bring money to to pay into purgatory. Amen. I don't I can't pay God to get me out of trouble. Amen. I have to have faith enough in Jesus yeah. to know that He'll be with me in trouble. Yeah. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me today. Yeah. We have to have an understanding that regardless to how we feel or what it looks like in our present condition, I'm justified by Jesus. But what do you mean by that? Well, it's simple. You are justified before you qualify. You have been accepted before you have been acceptable. Oh, I gotta say that again because I gotta let it simmer like good gravy. You were justified before you were qualified. You were, have been accepted already before you became acceptable. Yeah. Did you not know that we were the refuse of the earth? Yes, but God chose to make us from the very dust yes, of what we were expelled in yeah. and be able to be created in his image. Yes, That's heavy gospel because he see you that way because you're his and he's yours. Yes. So brothers and sisters, when we look at verse 28, is also the conjunction springboard that breeds all other conjunctions in this book. And you didn't know until you walked in here today that this text is also relevant in pointing us to heaven. Amen. Did you know that? Yes, sir. Because we had to realize that all things, does what everybody? Work together. But as we go back just a little bit in talking about justification, you, you've been justified. You don't need any help from anybody else and, or any other suit or any other organization. God has done it himself. All you have to do is accept what Jesus did by faith. Amen. Hello? Amen. It's not, it doesn't matter which organization you belong to. You have to know that you belong to him, period. But the biggest benefit is that when we come together and congregate as believers, blood-washed believers know that they have been changed by God and they're not sitting up here looking at me as if they're looking at their favorite movie. All right. All right. Yawning. Mm. As if you're privileged to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's sinking in. Go with me to verse 18 of chapter 8 of Romans. Yeah. These texts points us to glory. Verse 18 of Romans 8 tells us this. When Paul, listen to what he says. He says, for our record, <laughs> that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. This text points us to glory while we're going through our present time of suffering. You in your walk, if you continue to walk with the Lord in the light of his love and his glory he shed upon the way, while you do his good will, he will abide with us still as all who will trust. And obey. So you've got to understand that in verse 18, he said the sufferings that you go through, the pain that you suffer can't 
be compared to the glory which shall be revealed that I'm putting in you. Yeah. Are you listening to this, brothers and sisters? Let me, let me quote something for you. God desires to show up in us at a time when we are at our worst that he may show his best in us to the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He'll show up in us at our worst because he wants to show us off to the world. Yeah. Has thou not considered my servant Job, yeah. Yeah. who's an upright man and will eschew evil? Yeah. I'll make him cuss you to your face. Go ahead and do what you want to him, yeah. but keep his life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Job came through as gold. Yeah. Guess yeah. who, Maranatha? Yeah. Who God is bragging on today. Yeah. Go ahead and point to yourself. Right. Go ahead and do it. I know you're not accustomed to do it. God is bragging. Point to yourself. Yeah. Let me look at me like that. Point to yourself. God is bragging on you. Amen. Well, Pastor, I've done too many things, and I thought these many thoughts. God ain't asked you what you did. He ain't asked you what you thought. You've considered and made a conscious decision to follow him, and that's all he needs. Yeah. All right, yeah. Are you listening today, beloved? Yeah. Brothers and sisters, well, he also not only writes about dealings with the condemnation, not only does he write about the dealings of justification, and, but in perusing the rest of the book of Romans, we kind of want to slow down a little bit and then just turn into the driveway of talking about the sanctity of the word through sanctification. Through what about it? Sanctification. Well, well, the real springboard is in verse 28 of Romans 8, but you got to read the up apart verses, verse 26 and 27. Are you with me today? Amen. Look at verse 26 and 27 of Romans 8. I know you this. You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message made your trouble smaller, your hope greater, and your faith restored. You're invited to join me every first and third Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and on Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located on 4517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria and at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church on every second and fourth Saturday for divine worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located on 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on air. Send your correspondence to P.O. Box 3131, Pineville, Louisiana, 71361. And join us on every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 1015 a.m. on KAYT for the Restoring Faith broadcast. Be blessed. The Wade Hampton Show.